I, I don't know if this is a dream or something that I had or an idea for a story or maybe I watched National Treasure that weekend. Oh, <laughs> okay. And this is a pitch that I wrote. It's like a paragraph long. Okay. Normal day in a library. Procrastinating student. All right grades. Slightly above average. Little motivation. Always tries to weasel out of things. He starts staring at a statue in the library. Notices that the hand points him to a dark bookshelf with a bunch of reference text that look like they haven't been touched in years. He remembers that he saw what looked like a page number on the statue's finger. He finds a strange cryptic message about something the builders of the university decided to keep secret. Many thought it was treasure or a scandal. Things okay. ensue. Things ensue. A conspiracy, maybe. Four glass tubes were filled with an unknown element or compound that needed to be identified. In order to properly identify the unknown gas tubes, the emission spectra of the light emitted from eight elements and a compound were collected, analyzed, and compared to... Oh, sorry, that was my science homework. I was fixed to say, for a while there, it almost (laughs) sounded like that escape room game we played in 2015, and you just copied it, and we're like, this is a movie now. Yep, it might as well be. I don't yeah. know why I started writing, like, this freaking science abstract after this weird-ass, like, pitch. Blake Tanner, this summer is Statue Boy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load. A load of BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake. Damn. And yes, it is the boy. It is the boy who, I don't know if I'm the one that should announce it, is in Gagged. We've already announced that, haven't we? We've already talked about me being engogged. Engogged? Did, did we talk about your engogged party? No, we, but that we were about two to... days ago? <laughs> yes, in the two days, we've already recorded five podcasts about the engogdement party. At this what's... point in my life, it, that might be true. Hey, what, what's my name? What's my name, though? Uh, hey, Scooter. Scooter. Scooter McGavin. Mm, Scooter McGuffin. Scooter McGuffin here with the BS boys telling you that don't do marriage, mar- don't do marriage. Don't. That's my lesson. <laughs> oh no, that's weird coming from the engaged boy, but whatever. Yeah, I do enjoy how quickly because I had never thrown like a legit party before, and how quickly at my own party. Me and you reverted to the old college way of sitting, like, outside of the party and talking to each other instead of engaging was almost, it it was such a minuscule amount of time. (laughs) Which is amazing, because for most of the parties we went to in college were, like, around a hundred people. This was probably, like, a dozen this was like a dozen people, and we were still like, I'm intimidated. And well, I know them all! That is true, they were some of your best friends. So, Blake, would you like to describe to our listeners, and viewers, I guess, what, just describe what you walked into when you came into my party? Okay, so, I walked in to your fiancé's house. A very nice house. 
Um, and the first thing that I see is just a fucking bed in the floor. Thank you so much. So, story behind the bed Mm -hmm. is... We don't have box springs, but we have two mattresses, and we thought, oh, that'll work. It doesn't work. We both basically have to walrus our way out of just, like, flopping around, so we went, let's get rid of this one, and we'll give it to somebody. Fun fact, gave it to one of the people at that party. Oh, did he come and pick it up? I don't know if he's picked it up yet, but all I know Uh, is that... I mean, I was wondering why for half the party was like, yeah, that's my bed now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, no, uh, so... The mattress was just, like, in the living room because we needed to store it until we found a place to to give it to, mm-hmm. a person to give it to. And so I'm setting up for the party, and I went, hmm, we don't have a lot of seating. I don't want them to sit on the bare floor. So instead, here's a mattress for people to fucking lay on. So, and guess, it worked. People loved the mattress. It people did like, work. Yeah. Especially the guy that you gave it to. Oh, yeah, he dug the mattress that we threw ice cream all over, but that's we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. Now, at that point, what point did you decide to bring out the probably 150-year-old school desk? The That was just kind of in the living room. That was already in the living room, and I was just like, oh, cool, someone could sit at this and eat their, eat their food. And Emily goes, that is an antique. They are not allowed to break it. And I went, oh, no. Okay. Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't break it when I sat in it. Yeah. So, so far, what we have laid out for this party is there's a mattress in the middle of the floor and a 1850s, one of the desks from Holes, basically. Yep. Okay, so, further, going further in, uh, you got your computer that's playing Spotify, um, you got... (laughs) Old-ass Mickey Mouse cartoons playing on the TV, which I really appreciated. Thank you. Um, and then we go into the kitchen. Now this is where the, this is where it really begins. This is where it started popping off, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you a clockwise journey of what I saw in this kitchen. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, first of all, I see the, uh, the table which folds out from the wall. I thought that's really cool. Knowing your history with Murphy beds, I bet you're terrified of it. Yes. Um, then I took a, an immediate turn to the left. Oh, so you're going to ignore the saddest part of the party. We'll get to that last. Okay, okay. Because, well, as soon as I turn left, I see the cotton candy machine. Yes. Which was pretty successful at making tiny balls of cotton candy. It made tiny balls of cotton candy, and we also realized that it, you could make it with hard candy, so like peppermints or butterscotch. Those worked fine, but we discovered if you put a Jolly Rancher in it and make cotton candy out of a Jolly Rancher and eat it, it just turns back into a Jolly Rancher in your mouth, so you don't have time to eat it. You kind of just put it in your mouth, and it immediately hardens up into a fucking... Hardens back up into a Jolly Rancher that you cannot consume. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably, like... Just extra steps to Jolly Rancher. Yeah. All right. Then we go a little bit to the right. And, Scotty, that's where the bar was. And I'm going to need you to describe the bar. This is actually funny enough where we spent most of the party because me yep. and you. Hey, D&B, Dave and Buster, hire us because we bartended like it was going out of style. and We did make drinks. So when you... 
you know in the aisle at Walmart where they have all the bad wines and beer? Yep. There's there's also like a one compartment section where you can get mixers for drinks. And they've released like a luxury cocktail line that basically says, Hey, you don't have to do the work, just pour this in a glass and now you have a Manhattan. I bought about ten of those. <laughs> there were a bunch. And I really appreciated that you printed out a menu for us. Oh, the menu is fantastic. Let me see. Do you have a copy of the menu? Because I don't on me right now. When the fuck was I supposed to get a copy of the menu you printed out? Oh, did they not give you <laughs> they not give you the laminated one? <laughs> there was a laminated one? Are you no, fucking of course with me right not. Now? I'm fucking with you. Hold on. You piece of shit. Okay, so I found the menu right here. Now the first problem with the menu that you found was the fact that I did not have a whiskey sour on it. Yes. But that did not stop Blake Tanner. It, it did not. I made my own by now, most people will call this a little bit rude, uncouth, maybe low manners, but I did just open up the fridge and grab some lemon juice. <laughs> yeah. And I said that I would reimburse uh, whoever's lemon juice it was, so that still stands. Yeah. Because I used most of that lemon juice. Yeah, you, you, wrecked, you wrecked the lemon juice situation, but uh, the... What I printed out said, welcome to the BS Bar and Grill. And then underneath it, in very small text, I said, and by grill, I mean that we have a cotton candy maker. Actually, you know what? Let's be honest. It's kind of more of a bar and golden corral. (laughs) What we got, Moscow Mule, a lovely uh, lovely splash of spice and lime. Kentucky Mule, literally the same thing, just with bourbon. Dark and stormy. Same fucking thing, but with rum in it. (laughs) Manhattan. Not sure how to describe this, but it's fruity and alcoholic. Mojito. Good, good mint boy. That was all I wrote for Mojito. (laughs) That was good. Pina Colada. Only for those who like getting caught in the rain and also cheating on their their significant others, because that's what that song is fucking about, y'all. Yep. Strawberry daiquiri, you want to feel like you're not drinking. And then finally, a shitty Mai Tai, because Blake Tanner, I only had three-fourths of the ingredients for a Mai Tai, but I was still prepared. No one took me up for it. Ah, you know, it's fine. I think we just got through, like, that bottle of whiskey with all of us. We're just like, we're good now. Yeah, me, you, and Jacoby destroyed that bottle of whiskey. Um, but now, would you like to describe the... And your mom. Oh. I made her drink. Oh, yeah. Would you like to uh, come back around your... Finish your clockwork uh, circle you've made to the last thing you see? I'm so proud of it. I turn my back because somehow I... It had... I just omitted it because it was the saddest of sights. Imagine, if you will... Said, okay, Jordan Peele, imagine, if you will, a world. A world where liquids do not flow properly. At all. At all. Terribly. As a matter of fact, you would describe the flow of liquid as chunky. (laughs) Thank you. And that is what I saw when I laid eyes upon this chocolate fountain. A $30 chocolate fountain from Walmart that said to buy... 
I bought the chocolate they say to use in it, and it was the thickest chocolate I've ever had in my life. And instead of, like, a beautiful cascading curtain, it was kind of more of just, like, thick plops of chocolate jumping down the sides of it. And then hardening and then making it hard. It kept breaking and then refixing itself, like, every ten minutes. Yes, like, the flow would stop and then it'd start again. And I only wondered what was going on down there in the works. (laughs) that kept that happening. And we had everything you could possibly dip in a chocolate fountain. We went hard. The story behind the chocolate fountain is insane because essentially what happened with the Chaco fountain was we went to Walmart to get, you know, the little sticks we used for the cotton candy maker. And then we were going through the party aisle and I went, they have a $30 chocolate fountain. There's no way this will be bad. To buy this usually luxury thing reserved for the Golden Corral and pop it in there. And it was. The chocolate was good, though. I'll give you that. It's good, good chocolate. It's good enough that when everyone had left and we were cleaning up, we scraped it into a bag. We did. I wanted to eat. I just scraped it all into a bag. But speaking of chocolate, we do need to address... The thing that happened. And I will probably release the video whenever I can of this happening, but can we just talk about how you're the luckiest motherfucker on the planet? Oh, that was good. I felt so proud of my choices that night. So, we bought from Vat19, I think we talked about it on last episode of BS. We did. I bought the Burner Bliss chocolate, which was like seven normal chocolates, five hot ones, And I decide to play the game of, like, say it was me and you, which it was at first. Yes, this is the first, this is how the first round went. The rules were you ate, if you got a spicy one, you were out of the game. If you got a good one, you kept going. Me and Blake pop one. Perfectly fine. And now I'm like, oh, we have, one of us has to get a bad one because. It's five and five. It's five and five now. It's 50-50. There's no way. Pop our second ones. We both get a good one again pop a third one i immediately run to the bathroom it's so hot i think i'm gonna puke everywhere blake tanner lays it in with another good one got a good one so that that three good ones in a row now and so now i'm out of the game so my friend brady steps in Uh uh-huh grabs one you get one this is now your fourth the law of odds state this must be a good, bad one. Well, that's no. because five of the good ones have, or five of the yeah. good ones, yeah, have already been taken. There there's only, two good ones left. There's only two good ones left, and Blake got another one of the good ones. Four, baby. Four in a row. Brady's now freaking out. Jacoby steps up. Jacoby grabs one. You grab one. Pop it. You got the last five time. good one. Five time. Five-time chocolate man! I don't... How? It was only me and you that got good ones. We were the only ones that got good ones, and then basically I forced you and my mother to take the last two that were definitely bad. Yes, the law of odds was not with me when there was a 100% chance that it was going to be hot. Yeah. And it was pretty hot. It was very, very... It was like... 
It was like the ghost pepper at first, but it faded faster. It did fade very quickly. Like, it was maybe 15, 20 minutes at most. Well, it faded quickly for for you. For smart Be- people, it did. Because at that point, it had faded, and so I'm like, it's not that bad, I'm fine. And my mom popped it, and my mom is like me. And my mom is like, that's not that bad, I'm fine, whatever, No, guys. are you going to tell them what your mom did to you? What, wait, what are you, t- oh, wait, no, no, that's next. Okay. Because mom's like, that's not that hot, it's fine. So I go, okay, you know what, fuck you, mom. <laughs> and then I run and grab the second pack I had gotten in case there was going to be more people. And I said, me and you, mom, one-on-one. Me and mom pop one, we both get a good one. Second round, we both pop it, I get a good one. My mom, the filthy liar she is, says she gets a good one. No, her mouth is on fire. Third time, I think I got a good one that time, didn't I? Because I know I, I got, I think I got a good one, and then my mom was just like, oh no, I can't keep up this charade anymore. And at that point, I then just kind of went around the party issuing challenges to people. And then I was like getting arrogant, eating them two at the time. And then finally I ended it like upending the rest of them in my mouth. And Blake, it was a rough night for your old, your old best friend, Scotty Moore. <laughs> and you know, bud, I'm going to say it's all right. You deserved it. Yeah. Cause I'm getting, <laughs> ma- I'm getting married. Oh, I- do you remember literally as soon as both of us get the first hot one, like within 30 seconds, you fearfully bolted for the bathroom, like almost like a PTSD flashback. That's legit what happened. I was like, "Oh my god, no!" But um, I I do want to re- say the biggest fear because me and you weren't afraid going into it because we're just like, "This is a little piece of chocolate. It ain't like no spicy hot pepper. We're good." The most fear came from the morning after when I woke up to several messages from you saying, "Scotty." Scotty, it's very bad on the way out. Scotty, please know the IBS makes it worse. And messages from my mother about how bad it is on her end. And now I'm just like sitting in bed, (laughs) shaking, like waiting for the moment to happen when hell was unleashed upon me. And it was. And it was. And it was not good. But, Blake Tanner, this is a show not about engagement parties. This, instead, is a show about BSing. It's a show about creating something beautiful, creating a TV show, a movie, something that'll pay us enough where we never have to do this show ever again. So I'd like to ask, what have you brought to the table, buddy? Okay, so I believe we talked about this a little bit last week. Maybe. Maybe. I actually don't remember if we recorded after that or not, but, um, you know how we went and, ironically enough, we got hot chicken, and I had to sit you down, and I had to tell you about a really big decision that I made that I knew you weren't going to like. I I remember this, and you know what? I don't agree with your choices in life, but as your friend, I do support you. That's fine. That's fine. I know you flipped a chair over in anger at the the moment. (laughs) And they kicked us out of the hot chicken restaurant, but... (sighs) Scotty, tomorrow I start going to Planet Fitness as my gym. I'm so upset. (laughs) 
It's not an easy choice to make, but it is one that had to be made. I feel like once you're, like, not in super good shape, Planet Fitness is less shameful. Once you... However, like, if you're in good shape, Planet Fitness is shameful. Because you're just like, I can't deadlift anything. Well, at that point, they actually do just kick you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get to a certain shape, it's kind of like graduating college. They're like, okay, go out in the real world. Yeah. Like, they, they check your body fat, like, percentage every time you enter. It's horrible. But anyway, I thought about this as I was thinking about my impending doom. And I realized, you know, if there were... If all of these little shitty gyms around here were just a little bit better... I wouldn't have to worry and rely on this, like, chain gym Planet Fitness. Are you proposing we create the BS bar and gym? <laughs> oh, I really like that idea more than mine because my idea was just to have Gordon Ramsay come in and make the gyms better. <laughs> Since Gordon Ra Ramsay's Hell's Gym, and he just walks in, he's like, What kind of squat rack is this? Why do you only have two squat racks? No, I, it's gotta be, it's Gordon Ramsay's Gym Timidation. Gym Timidation? Well, I feel like it's, it would half be him talking about it and half talking about the regulars. So he's like walking up to people, and he's just like, Put back your fucking weights! What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What is this? A horrible, improper form. Oh, you fucking bitch pressing on a Smith machine, you fucking cock! And then he flips the entire Smith machine in rage. Oh, God. There's only one angle of motion. It's only one angle of motion. What's wrong with you? This is not how a human body's supposed to squat. I don't care if you don't ever spawn a fucking <laughs> embrace death. I love how none of these accents are Gordon Ramsay. What are you talking about, Guff? My name's Gordon Ramsay, I am, I am. You having a giggle, mate? You having a giggle? It's me, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, you trying to squat? Too bad we don't have any barbells. Hello, my friend, it's me, Gordon Ramsay. I'm coming to evaluate your gym. Why do you do this? <laughs> oh... So, uh, okay, let's go back to the BS bar and gym. Firstly, no Smith machines. This is nothing for people who don't know about the gym. Well, that's what we've got to teach them. I feel like I, I do like the idea, the idea of Planet Fitness. I don't like the implementation of Planet Fitness. Well, like, exactly. I, it's very predatory. Like, I really enjoy this idea of, like, hey, you can come here and be comfortable if you want, or, like, like you know, meatheads are going to be coming here and, like, throwing weights around. And I'm like, that's kind of what working out is for some people, but okay. That's true. I mean, I do enjoy the, like, feeling of not having meatheads throw weights at me, which is what they yeah. do in real gyms. They <laughs> just whip them at you. And hey, if you're not little bitch boy, whap! <laughs> Why is Gordon there? <laughs> It's actually, little, like, flashbacks. Little bitch boy, it's me. It's what Gordon used to be that he doesn't want to be anymore. 
No, wait, no, no, no. I like this idea that <laughs> it is Gordon Ramsay's Hulk alter ego. If you make him too angry on an episode of Kitchen Nightmares, he goes from, like, his normal accent up to just, like, super muscular and screaming at people. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, you know what? It should be co-hosted by uh, Robert Irvine. Because that dude's got such huge arms. He really does. That guy's jacked. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of like this idea of a gym based off of Pokemon gyms. Hear me out. Okay. You, you have, in one location, eight discrete gyms. And it's all based, the entire gym, this is actually getting to be a good idea. No one steal this, TM. It's all based around, like, gamifying your workout. So, like, the first place is just, like, running. It's kind of like the gym you have at a hotel where it's just, like, it's just, like, um, very low-level dumbbells and fucking run machines. <laughs> Blake, no. I've, I've not been to a gym for so long that I forgot what a fucking treadmill is called. <laughs> something else and I couldn't stop. Oh. Well, The run okay. machines. The run <laughs> machines, you know, that make you run good. It's and right. so, and they could also be themed, so like around like gym five, you, that's when you're, you've got muscled up, you've gotten leaned, you've gotten toned, you think you're ready to take on the elite four. No, 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 good sir. You know why? That's the CrossFit gym. That's the one that teaches you about endurance. That's the one that teaches you everything else. And the thing is, like, space throughout these gyms, like, you get attacked by Team Rocket. <laughs> would you, uh, who would be, <laughs> I already know my answer, but who would be our gym Team Rocket? Is it going to be Gordon Ramsay and Robert Of Irvine? course it fucking is! <laughs> Prepare for trouble and make it double, you will, you will. It's me. Is that what Robert sounds like, too? Yeah, they both sound like that. Prepare for trouble, make it double. Oh, if you want to see his credentials, Captain Tibbs has posted a great picture of Robert oh, lifting. Oh, God, it and then he just, like, they take the weights and fling them at you. Um, do we, if we're gonna go full Pokemon, is there some sort of Pikachu-like thing that they're trying to steal from everybody? Protein powder, perhaps? Gains, man. They've got the good gains! Give them here! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why the motion I'm always picturing is them, like, frisbeeing a 45-pound weight straight at your skull. <laughs> And the weirdest thing is, like, if your muscles develop enough, they do start talking like Pokemon, but they all just say Pikachu. Oh, no, I thought you were going to be like, Trapezius, Trapezius. Trap, trap, bicep, bicep, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Gluteus Maximus, glute, glute. Peck, 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 peck. Neck muscle. Neck. <laughs> What the fuck are we even doing anymore? <laughs> I'm very happy with where my pitch went this week. Quadricep! 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 Okay, so... Calf muscle, calf muscle, calf, calf, calf. 
Oh, I can't. I can't. I was trying to figure out how to do it. Dig, 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 Okay, so... Quadricep. Quadricep. No. Quad, quad, quadricep. Quadricep. Okay, so fuck. Fuck me. So you start at the first gym, you get like... Letizia just... dorsi. Fuck! You just looked up fucking muscle names, nope, didn't Nope, came you? up with that one straight off the dome. So it once you achieve, I guess, the certain rank that that gym asks for, you get a badge. And you can actually... Take it home and put it in your own little badge holder. That each subsequent gym you go to, you get more badges until you finally fill it all out. And that's when it's time to take on the Elite Four, which would be kind of like our own, I guess, our own barbarian challenge type thing. Where it tests, like, strength, it tests endurance, it tests speed, it tests everything that you've been working at in the gyms. Who would the Elite Four be? Well, <laughs> Alton Brown. <laughs> All right, what's Alton do? What, what's he do in the world of lifting? Alton Brown is there for, um, there's one gym that's all about smarts. Oh, I thought you were like, oh yeah, he's the host. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Alton Brown's definitely the host. Robert Irvine, is he's back. And he's the strength one. Mm-hmm. The, um... I really, though... Like, I just want to kind of go out. I would love to have the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, be the strength guy. Can I can we compromise and say Terry Crews is the strength guy? And if we want wrestlers, yeah. I want to say Seth Rollins is our endurance CrossFit guy. Yes. Oh, I really feel bad. I wish Terry Crews was, like, the charisma guy, though. Wait, hold on. What gym are you going to to work out? What, what exercise do you do at a gym to work out charisma? You yell at the mirror. <laughs> Dude. Ah! Have you have you not seen what Terry Crews does? That's how he works out. I'm handsome! I'm handsome! You know, they just filmed him one day, like, talking to a mirror, and that's where the Old Spice commercials came from. He didn't know. Hey, can we ease off on the Terry thing? Because I forgot that he's almost problematic. Like, Terry Crews is inches away from problematic, and it's the first time I've ever seen, like, what millennial cancel culture does to someone, because he came out on The View or something, and it was just like, I think every dude needs to ha- every dude needs a dude parent. <laughs> Basically, every da- uh, every son, every daughter needs a father, and I'm like, that's alright, yeah, they need two parents, each with, like, their own energies of We've masculinity. We've already talked about this on the podcast. We've not talked about it on the show. I'm just, I want to address how Terry reacted, because instead of being like, I understand, I, because, like, he is usually that understanding guy, instead, he was just like, Terry Crews is canceled, fuck y'all, I don't care, whatever, and he went on, like, a t- an entire rant, and then the very next day, he tweeted out, after a lengthy talk with my Brooklyn Nine-Nine co-star... I've realized that I was very wrong in some comments I may have said, and I apologize. I was like, so thank wait, you, hold nine, on. nine He's coming and apologizing. Yeah, so he's not as problematic. Well, it's no, just the- he's also a dude that's, like, really championed victims in sexual assault and harassment cases. Yeah, Because I he think- was sexually assaulted, and he's, like, he- become, a like, a big icon in that. So, like, don't... I, I'm not going to hate a guy for 
Like he he had one outburst, and I understand that, and he yeah, yeah. could come out as wrong for that. But he's done a lot, so I'm oh, not no, no. gonna. I'm not. I'm not at all saying he's a bad human being because I had a lengthy talk with myself about this because I'm like, I really fucking love Brooklyn Nine Nine guys. Can we not? Can't Terry? We Terry, please talk about don't. so much more problematic people on the podcast. That's like, I was just really blindsided by you bringing up Terry Crews, of all people, to be the one that dies. It was mostly because I wanted to talk about that whole situation and how weird it is. Anyways, you get to the Elite Four, walk in, there's a bench press, and he's like, I'm Terry Crews, I am, I am. Lift this barbell as many times as you can. I do just want Terry Crews screaming at me when I lift my weights. In a British accent. Lift that... I love Terry Crews. Okay, this is now the Terry Crews XBS gym and bar. You really pulled that 180 on what we were talking about, huh? And all of our bars, uh, all of the bar's drinks include protein in them. It's not good. No, I still do want Mark Henry to just, like, hurl people across a, a big old cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, one of the gyms is, for the Elite Four is the Grand Canyon, and that's 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 when Mark Henry just, like, hey, throws you. Hold on. Henry. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Mark Henry. Uh, how about this? Take Terry out of strength. Mark Henry's in on strength. Terry's the fourth, the, the main Elite Four guy, and his deal is that he's got everything. Well, he's dragon. He's a dragon. <laughs> he's a dragon. Terry Crews becomes a dragon, and then you have to fight him, and that's the end of our gym. Oh, Jesus. But, uh, but Blake Tanner, I got a question for you. I I don't know how I'm going to afford this gym membership, so I think we need to go to the shell oh, station. Wait. Yeah, hold on. No, got a slander suit from Terry now. Oh, okay, so we, that's even more we're going to uh, need to pay for, so let's pull in. Ding, ding! Scotty, do you like money? I love <laughs> That's the worst way to start a fucking advertisement to get other people to help us out is y'all <laughs> you like money? I hope you don't like money and are just willing to give it away for I was asking if you liked money. I Peach? do enjoy money. <laughs> Okay, good. Hey, people, if you're listening, Scotty likes money. Guess what? I like money. Give us money. <laughs> Give us money! Mar- Welcome to Marketing 101 with the BS. All right, just go in front of them, tell them how much you like money, and ask them to give you money. <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, if you like what you see, if something that we do... This is so much touches you in a way that you aren't quite comfortable with, but you like it, then you can donate to us. Or you can just set the podcast on fire. Either way, go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and click that become a patron button and tell us what you love, what you don't love, and how we can be a better podcast and better human beings. So we And we won't listen to you. We will not listen. Fucking shut your damn trap hole. I want to address... One of our patrons is in the chat, Gazi, and he just goes, I wonder why I'm probably one of four patrons. And then you guys answer the question of why for me. He said, I don't wonder why I'm probably one of four patrons. Oh, okay. He's like, "I, I know because you two idiots. 
Um, but then in addition to that, Blake, they don't have to give us fucking money. I want to give them something. I want to give back to these amazing people that are taking an hour out of their day just to join us on this weird-ass show we called A Load of BS. And that's why I'd be willing to give you guys a free 30-day trial of Audible.com where you can get access to over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks completely for free, straight to your device. You can get my books are on there. You can get probably one of old Gordon Ramsay's books on there. They're all available on Audible, and if you want a th- free copy, you can get one at audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. You get a free 30-day trial. It helps support this show. It's a win-win over at audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. But hey, Blake. So Audible's like where the books read themselves. Exactly. It's audio books. But hey, if we're going to keep helping these people out. All right. What? What if we got what if we got some people out there who are naked? Alright, here, here. How about this? Instead of just giving us money for nothing Okay You give us money and we give you cool shit to wear and cover cover your shame. Exactly. At merch.alodeofpurebs.com. That's where we've got merch for all the BS Network programs, from this one to Fight Boys to Fun Fiction. They've all got merch over there as you can Check it out, and then we've also got awesome other stuff, like the BS Boozy Sippy Cup, some canvases for some of my books. I'm looking at getting some posters made at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Oh, you are going to get so fucking sued for that Opposite Attraction shirt. Oh, wait, wait, which one? Get the one with a mouse on it. Are you talking about the one with uh, the Mickey Mouse ears or the one where it's me as Mickey Mouse on on fucking Walt Disney's lap, except I've I've then edited Jim's face to be Walt Disney? Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's so many shirts on that website we could get sued. We're the fucking worst at this. Why do we have a shill station and we're just going to walk out and be like, hey, fuck you guys, give us money. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I, you know, man, someday I want to be able to make money off this, Blake. That's all I'm saying. But you know what? (laughs) Blake, I know, I know we're about to record Fight Boys after this. And I I know this is a big week for the wrestle people because it's WrestleMania. And I wanted to do something in tribute to that. I wanted me and you to come together and make something as a tribute to the sport, sports entertainment we love. Oh, no. Known. And so I realized, like, well, we can make a wrestler. Oh, wait, we already do that. Oh, we can make a whole promotion. We've already done that. What's the one thing we've not done? And that is to steal a page out of old Darnovsky's playbook. We're going to make us a sad wrestler movie and get all the Oscars with it. Oh, no. So. Oh. So who's our wrestler? Who's our main boy? Scotty, I'm fighting a lot of urges at this point to make jokes that I'll regret. Okay, what? Don't let your mind go there. Who's your wrestler? Well, like, there's... So many with tragic backstories. It don't have to be a real boy. It could be. We could bring David Honey Mustard Jenkins into don't this. Don't you and dare bring Honey Mustard. In. Okay, fine. Put- Do you know who I'm thinking of, Scotty? Do you know who is really in my heart of hearts? 
the guy that's had the worst story that's been brought, dragged through the mud, and that is Slim Jim Jenkins. Slim Jim Jenkins. I remember him. He worked. Okay, so okay, story- I'm, I'm surprised that you're already on board with this. I'm on board with Slim Jim Jenkins because I remember back in the like early '90s, Slim Jim Jenkins was the <laughs> was a Macho Man Randy Savage fake wrestler. Which I don't know. People who don't know wrestling don't understand that on the independent scene. You can just fucking steal a guy's character, and that's it. So, Slim Jim Jenkins was an old macho man Randy Savage impersonator, but then he wanted to break out on his own, and uh, do you remember what happened after that with the story of Slim Jim Jenkins? Yeah, it was actually, um, (laughs) he decided to change his whole gimmick from being a Randy Savage impersonator to actually being a Slim Jim Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And if you remember those Slim Jim commercials from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, where it was just a Slim Jim who got eight, he was the guy that inspired that character. Okay. So he's just a wild, crazy dude with actual meat for hair. He had meat hair, I do remember that, but can I, can I propose a different twist on this? Because this morning I was on YouTube and I, I saw that something had been uploaded and it was the entire first episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So we're about to take Slim Jim Jenkins into the Twilight Zone. And that is when one day he wakes up and he finds himself in the body of the actual Macho Man Randy Savage, and he has to learn how sad it is to be the Macho Man. Hey, bud, do you know that that was the actual plot to an old Twilight Zone episode? It wasn't Randy Savage, but it was an Elvis impersonator who went back in time, killed Elvis accidentally, and had to relive Elvis's life. I kind of like this, because I like... Here's the thing. When you see these guys who are like, the nature boy Paul Lee, real person, or the dark man. I don't. I couldn't think of a good Undertaker one off the top of my head. <laughs> but um, when you see these guys, and they're copying famous people, they're just trying to get it without, like, what what happened? They don't know the story of how the Macho Man became the Macho Man. So he goes back in time and he has to deal with the Macho Man who... I'm gonna ask this question. Yeah. Was the Macho Man's relatives in the Holocaust? I know that's off the... I know that's out of nowhere, but I do know he's a Jewish professional wrestler. No, I mean... I don't know where to go with this. Well, you know they were gonna do do that X-Men Origins Magneto, where he hits Magneto's adventures through the Holocaust? It's now that, except it's Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, I mean, literally Bruno Sammartino lived through the Holocaust. The Holocaust? God. <laughs> okay, okay. Alternate reality, it's definitely called the Holocaust now, so we can't get in trouble. So... Um, 
I kind of like this idea of... Uh, it's definitely directed by Quentin Tarantino. And it's of the Macho Man Randy Savage going back in time to stop Hitler. Uh-huh. From fun- committing the Holocaust. <laughs> and... Okay, you're asking me earlier about why people don't give us money. I'm just saying that the Holocaust and Adolf Hitler can be brought down by the macho man Randy Savage. He stopped the apocalypse. He could easily stop the Holocaust. His actual, uh, in this universe, is Adolf Schittler. It's Adolf Schittler versus the... Can we just say... We're proposing things right now that could easily be made into a trauma film. <laughs> I almost guarantee that the people behind trauma films would be like, the macho man goes back in time and kills Adolf Hitler. Or do we pull a, a Kung Fury thing and have him bring Fury, bring Hitler to modern times and challenge him to a wrestling match? It's Space Jam with Hitler! It's Space Jam... <laughs> With Hitler now. No, see, that's the thing, though, because Hitler turns out to be a complete shitheel. And he brings, like, a bunch of hefty, hefty German boy master races to, like, be his muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ma- Macho Man Randy Savage has to, he gets beaten down by them multiple times. And that's when, that's when all of a sudden, two hands touch him on the back and he looks to his right. And it's... Hulk the Problematic Hogan. And he looks to his left, and it's Andre the fucking Giant. Okay, so I'm down with Andre being there. I'm I'm gonna say the story starts off with the Mega Powers going back in time to stop Adolf Schittler from committing the Holocaust, which is the worst <laughs> sentence I've ever said. But then... <laughs> then Hogan turn on him! Yes, of course Hogan turns on him and joins Adolf Schittler. Hogan turns on his former best friend to try to start the Holocaust. And in fact, this is the end of season one. This is now an episodic television series. End of season one is the beginning of the Holocaust as Hulk Hogan aligns himself with Hitler. Schittler, I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. And, um... After that is when, you know, he has to form an alliance with Andre the Giant. Thank you. Andre had to be there the whole... And Bruno Sammartino, who was definitely there at the time. As he was there. As we've unfortunately addressed. Well, he wasn't there for the Holocaust. Can we... Can we go big picture on this real quick? Mm-hmm. It is an alliance... Of dead wrestlers. <laughs> yes. Of Macho Man, Roddy Piper, Andre the Giant. Is Bruno there yet? Yes. Unfortunately, Eddie Guerrero, another one from that era. And they are now time travelers, and they have to go back in time and stop the worst atrocities in the world. Okay, so they never really died. Yeah, so they never really died. Basically, did you say they... Dusty? Because Dusty's got to be there. Dusty's definitely there. You, in fact, Dusty Rhodes has a very emotional season finale where he goes back in time and basically becomes Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he just is Abraham. That's why Abraham Lincoln is such a good wrestler, is because he's been Dusty Rhodes in, ex- in disguise this entire time. Man, history was very kind then. 
if <laughs> that's what they think Abraham Lincoln looks like, but it was Dusty Rhodes. Four score and seven years ago, Daddy, we my forefathers set forth on this magnificent land. That's why Abraham Lincoln was such a good speaker. He was Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes. I mean, really, that's why he was so beloved. He was Dusty Rhodes. Not only that, can we just say, you're talking about what he looks like. The ghost possesses the body of Abraham Lincoln. That's what it is. What? So wait, does the ghost supersede the person who was Abraham Lincoln? Because that's getting a little weird with me. No, no, they they hang out. It, once again, is like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation where, like, he was like a... Well, I'm going to say nutty professor because that's a little bit more on the nose. Where, like, he's just kind of this shy presidential candidate who doesn't really know what's going on. And then all of a sudden he goes out, he blacks out one day. And then when he comes to, he's become president. And they're like, what happened? They were like, you became president. You were just so charismatic out there. And then one day he looks in the mirror and Dusty Rhodes looks back, holds up a finger to his mouth and says, Shh, daddy, we gon' we gonna free these slaves sooner enough. I tell you what, we gonna destroy them all. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. <laughs> I, I destroy all the <laughs> destroy all the people who wanna not make the slaves free. That's what I was saying. I'm just a simple man. I'm sorry. Okay, so we've got two. <laughs> what the fuck we've, happens? We've got two episodes so far. We've got the Holocaust season finale. We've got the Abraham Lincoln episode. Where else back in time could they go? I mean, if we want to get real crazy with it, we could like. Have him fight some dinosaurs. Thank you. In my mind, I was just going, please turn Dusty Rhodes into a dinosaur. Please turn Dusty Rhodes into a dinosaur, please. It's fucking dino battles. It's a giant. And that's how the Power Rangers came to be. (laughs) The wrestlers going back in time. They stopped the Holocaust. They killed Schindler. And then they went back and became Power Rangers. It's a giant T-Rex just like, Roar, yeah! Gonna stop this meteor if it's my list! That was the one battle the Macho Man could not win, was the battle with a meteor. I like that idea. Macho Man's like the goofy comic relief character of the show. And so, like, he comes in and he does the goofy stories. That's his story. Mm -hmm. Um... I do enjoy this concept of I what do we say their forms are? Are they just kind of like go like themselves just like with the opacity turned down when they're not possessing a body? Oh yeah, it does have to be like their ghost forms of like their most recognizable selves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that's why Blake I want to propose another special episode. And it's the fucking ghost Titanic. It's where they just take a vacation and go on the Titanic for a while until it crashes, of course. Is this this a thing that ghosts do? do, Well, what else would ghosts do? They ride ghost boats. And what would be the biggest ghost boat to ride? The Titanic? I mean, the Titanic wasn't a ghost boat until it was. (laughs) Until it was! Um... 
Okay, so no, so wait, are they trying to stop the iceberg or what? Or stare it back on course? Is that the episode? <laughs> well, no, actually it ends with Macho trying to drop the elbow on the iceberg and actually pushing the iceberg towards the Titanic. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what happens. Oh, no. It always ends with Macho fucking up and, like, accidentally causing the thing to happen once again. And it always ends with, like, a bunch of disappointed ghosts looking at them. <laughs> How dare you, Mach? It's not even like a, we're actually upset, it's just like a, Macho! Macho. Oh, well. Um, where else? I think we need a, we need a big, a big ending for this. Like, what's the biggest thing they could go back in time and do? Well, we fought dinosaurs. We, we stopped the Holocaust. We... Hey, 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 hey. Holocaust. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we could... I don't know. I just kind of want to see him go back in time and, like, party. Now, let me tell you something, Daddy. There's a reason they call old Dusty Rose the American Dream. Because that's the first episode, is they go back in time... And they're the fucking gorillas in the mist helping fight the war of the American Revolution. <laughs> and they go back and they find out, hmm, Hamilton was really historically accurate. They're rapping everywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. Macho Man possesses Hamilton and the whole time is making him rap. Be a man, burr. Face me in the ring. <laughs> so... What's the title? We've got it. What's the, We've got this hit show that would... I'm not gonna lie, if we walked into Adult Swim's offices in Atlanta and they were high enough, we could pitch it to them. God, they'd probably let us pitch it right now. There's probably an Adult Swim CEO that watches every single episode like, oh, we gotta pass on that one. Well, maybe we could do this one. <laughs> so, when that show comes across our TV waves, what's it gonna be called? Dead Wrestler Society is my name, main one, but that's that's a little bit on the nose. Yeah. I was going to say Dead Wrestler Beach. Dead, <laughs> Dead Wrestler Beach! <laughs> Time Cop, Dead, The Wrestling. De- Time, no, it's, it's Time Cop, colon, they're dead now, colon, also they're wrestlers. That's it, that's the show. It could just be, yeah, we could spin this off to a whole Time Cop series. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of divisions of ghost Time Cops who go back in time. So there's, like, the wrestler division that we've been with, but also there's, like, the celebrity division, the musician division. The special victims unit. The special, which is just Ice-T, and he's not dead yet. He's just like, I don't understand how they expect me to do this, but... Okay, I guess I'm going to go back in time now. There were other people other than Ice-T. Nope, it's just Ice-T. It's Ice-T traveling through time. Just like, you mean to tell me I couldn't vote 50 years ago? So you saying if I walked in a store, I wouldn't have been allowed to vote? What? And it's just people explaining to Ice-T what other ages were like. Now, hold on. Do you think the people voted in stores? <laughs> you know, the voting store. That's where they go. 
You mean to tell me that Coca-Cola had cocaine in it? That's crazy. I'm going to still sip some, though. I'd go back in time for that. Oh, so Blakey T, it's been an episode, and after talking about dead wrestlers and that hurting my spirit a little bit, we need some positivity, so I gotta ask you, what was awesome this week? Why don't you go first, buddy? I mean, I I will definitely go first (laughs) for no apparent reason. But uh, I gotta say, my thing that was awesome this week, as always, I've got multiples just because I'm a gracious man. And my first one was definitely my back-to-back baby shower wedding shower thing that we had. Because, like, the one we did with Emily's family was fantastic. I got to bring my family there, which was weird. It was like a scene out of a movie. It was like Meet the Fockers. It was just like two completely different families clashing, and I loved every second of it. And then we got to set our butts on fire. Yeah, and then we sat our butts on fire, and I got to invite all my friends over, and we had us a good old time. And then, of course, in addition to that, my other awesome thing is just making shit happen. You know what I mean? Like, just that feeling of making... Because, like, we make shit happen all the time. We do podcasts every week. This is like making special shit happen. Like, I was on... uh, Uh, the show Trending Lemon that my friend Bryce does. I got to be on a show talking about the Adventure Zone. I got a real, a guy, uh, a guy who's big in the Harry Potter community on fun fiction. I'm, we making moves. I like making moves. It's exciting. We sit in an application to possibly be doing a panel at a, at a big wrestling thing that may or may not happen, but who knows? Yeah. It's good to make things move, baby. It is nice getting shit done, especially when that does directly correlate with money, because I've, we talked about it when I started, but this is my first, like, my third full week here at doing the new job that I'm doing, that I've got my first paycheck, and it is, I don't know if I said it when we were recording or not, literally more money than I've ever had at one time in my life. Is there anything in your contract or in your own personal moral code right now that says we can't say where you work? Um, <laughs> yes, I, I will never divulge that information on I, this podcast. I, no, I, not I, I, on this garbage piece that we put out on the I, airwaves. I will just say, we've talked about it before. It's not David Buster's, but we've talked about it before. We have talked about it. And when I found out that that boy hired you i got so excited oh so blake tanner where can people find you on the internet buddy hiding under a rock also gazi's awesome thing was that he got a girlfriend maybe yeah maybe uh so blake tanner will be found under a rock under a rock at blake a tanner on twitter and uh, recording another podcast in 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, earning that paper is where you can find Blake Tanner. You can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quiesel Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods, ladies and gentlemen. Check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS dot com. We've got shows like Fun Fiction, if you like fan fiction, which apparently was 
all of all of archive of our own was nominated for like some big award and i'm like does that mean i'm technically an award-winning writer but yeah, you, can, you can find that you can find fight boys the wrestling podcast or opposite attractions the show that's definitely getting sued by disney world hey special thanks to uh tom mcguire and the brass holes for that lovely theme song that we use called rick flair it's off of their first album that's dropped earlier this year tom mcguire and the brass holes it's Woo! the same name <laughs> And you, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us. I know we joked earlier about like money, monetary giving us money, but most importantly, just give us feedback on the show. Leave us a review on iTunes or a comment if you're watching it on YouTube. Make sure to do all of that, and of course, remember to always follow us on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes, because we will see you next week.